things that did, it got out on the front row too. So <laughs> we had a little glitch, didn't we? We had things go pop. Let's see if this one's working. If it's not, is, it is. It says it is. All right. Are the screens going to work in just a minute? Okay. We think they are. Uh, for the last couple of, way, uh, of weeks, we've looked at the way we as Christians ought to view things, situations, daily living. We've talked about walking by faith and not by sight. So today we're going to look at a beautiful verse about God and the way that he looked at a person in particular, Noah. Before we do that, happy Father's Day to those fathers gathered in this room and uncles and people in influence. I think a lot about my father. I think about how good he was to me. Something just come over here. Sorry. I think a lot about my father. About how good he was to me. And it made me wonder, would that have changed if he knew everything I did? <laughs> I mean everything. Do you think our fathers would look at us differently if they knew that? Now, Sandy Springs was much smaller in the days I grew up here. It was a small town. Back then, if you did something in the community, it would likely beat you home. And then you'd get the beating at home. I did a funeral a couple of years ago uh, for a teacher from Sandy Springs High School where I attended. And there were several teachers gathered at the funeral that I hadn't seen since the 10th grade. And they all came to me and spoke about my father. Every one of them. As a student in the 70s, I was not aware that my father knew all the teachers at Sandy Springs High School. Had I known that, back to the question. If our fathers knew everything we did, would that have changed the way we were treated? As a father, I know some of the mistakes that, and bad choices of my children, Tyler and Ellen. And in spite of those, I, I still love them with all of my heart. So today we're going to talk, and you talked about grace, mercy. We're going to talk about grace of our Heavenly Father. Before we do that, let's pray. Lord, in asking the questions what our fathers know, you know everything about us. All that we have done or are doing. All that we shouldn't have done. And we know that in spite, you still love us and want us to be who you created us to be. So help us, Father, as your children today, to make you proud. In Jesus' name, amen. This week, a verse popped out at me that I've read many times, but it just really popped out at me this week. Uh, and I didn't know a song had been written about the verse. The verse is Genesis chapter 6, verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Do you know a song, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord? I've never heard this song until this week. <laughs>
It would remind you of Enoch, wouldn't it? Enoch walked with God. Enoch was Noah's great-grandfather. Enoch, as you know, never tasted death. Genesis 5, 21 tells us his story. Enoch lived 65 years, begot Methuselah. That's Moses' Noah's grandfather. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. All the days of Enoch were 365 years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not for God. Took him. Never died. God just took him. So Methuselah was Noah's grandfather, and you know Methuselah is the man that lived longer than any other man recorded in Scripture. Genesis 5, 27, the days of Methuselah were 969 years, and he died. So Methuselah had a son, Lamech, and then that was Noah's father. I tell you that because it's not unusual to see faith run in a family, is it? If you're here today and you're from a long line of people of faith, you should be very thankful. If you're here today and you're a first-generation Christian, you should be looking to change your family tree for a long, long, long time. I believe one of the reasons that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord is the fact that his family didn't drop the baton of faith. Sadly, it appears that all the other families of earth had dropped it. And they were wiped out. But not Noah. He found grace. And really, the truth is, grace found Noah. God was looking, as he does, for a champion, and he found one. God was looking at an evil world, and he found Noah. Proverbs 15, 3, I believe, is very true. Uh, even today, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. And if you believe Genesis is true and you believe Proverbs is true, you should also believe today that God is watching you and watching me. And that thought should be both terrifying and comforting. Comforting because God's always with us. Terrifying because God's always with us. He always knows. Some just, if they understand that point, Get to a point where they don't care. I had a great illustration of this moving to Atlanta. I'm the one person in Atlanta that stops at red lights. I, I don't know how you handle them. But when we moved from Indiana to Atlanta, maybe the laws are different, but the first three or four cars evidently don't have to, is that on the books? They just don't have to stop at red lights in Atlanta. And at Abernathy and Roswell Road, there's cameras. And so if I know, I'm going to stop anyway, but if I know if I'm, there's a camera, I'm really going to stop. You ever seen a car go through a red light camera? Sure you have. They know they're being watched, but they just don't care. And that seems to be a good description of the world today, of many in this world. In this world where great evil, evil exists, I think God is still, however, looking for special people. People that are walking with God. Because one person can make such a difference. Somebody did in your life, didn't they? So God is looking for people to make a better world. So what can we do? Well, we can walk with God. We can be just. We can pray. We can encourage. We can write a note. We can make a call. And if you have the excuse, I'm too old to make a difference, I got a phone call this week, a phone message from Dorothy Palmer thanking me for coming to her party. This is just the nicest encouragement that I've gotten in a while. She's 100 years old, so if you're under that, 
then you have no excuse. So volunteer and help and make a difference because God is watching. And be thankful that you found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I want to share with you a video about the grace of God. My daughter Ellen is a wish granter for the Children's Wish Foundation International. She grants wishes to terminally ill children. She sends some to the Super Bowl and Disney all of the time, just does all sorts of things. But Carson is one of Ellen's wish kids. He's a big Los Angeles Dodgers fan. He lives in California. And he wanted to throw out a first pitch at a Dodgers game. This has been his wish since he was 12 years old. And they didn't have any connection with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Didn't look like it was going to happen. And then my wife went to work for the Epstein School. Second grade. During the school year this year, they asked the kids, what would you do over the weekend? One little boy said, well, I went to a baseball game. And the teachers knew the Braves were in town, and they thought, no, you didn't go to a baseball game. Yeah, I did. My grandfather owns the Los Angeles Dodgers. Part owner of the Dodgers. So somehow God had Ellen tell Jeannie that we have a kid with a wish, and Jeannie tell Ellen that we've got a connection with the Dodgers. And all the time, God is pulling strings. Jeannie talked with a family, and the family called Ellen. And last Thursday night, which happened to be Carson's 14th birthday, look what happened.